Automatic file decryption in progress. Segments of encrypted log entry are now available for playback. Timestamp, 10 weeks ago. Would you like to begin playback? Loading file. Please wait. Commander Cortez, why don't you put that phaser down before somebody gets hurt? No, I don't think so. Mr. Rawl, relieve Mr. Cortez of her sidearm. I'm afraid we can't do that, sir. Captain Suresh, by the power vested in me as the first officer of the Starship Excelsior, I hereby relieve you of command. On what grounds? We were ordered to sterilize this entire area if we found any specimens. You're talking about bringing them home with us. It's an inhumane order, Mr. Cortez. An absurd one. We're not at war with these creatures. In fact, I believe there is much we stand to learn from this new race. Wrong answer. Rawl, do you see it on his neck? Yes, ma'am, I do. That's all I needed. Goodbye. Computer, confirm. Captain Sharva C. Suresh has been killed in the line of duty this star date. Transfer all Excelsior command codes to Cortez, Commander Rachel T. Termination confirmed. Command codes transferred. Ma'am, what are your orders? My orders are Starfleets. Take back this ship, then take a Marine team and kill everything on the Anbar. And Captain will do fine, Lieutenant. Error. Error. File playback terminated. Decryption not complete. Please continue retrieval and decryption from Excelsior Log Recorder. Error. Error. File playback terminated. Decryption not complete. Please continue retrieval and The present day. Good morning. Indeed it is. Are you my ride to the Excelsior? That depends. Are you the Excelsior's new diplomat? Underwood. Lieutenant Commander Joshua Underwood, Diplomatic Corps. And uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but aren't you... I am. Alcar Dovan, your new captain. I prefer to think of you as my successor. When they said they'd be sending a shuttle down to pick me up, I expected some poor crewman who'd drawn the short straw. Not... Well, I didn't think my arrival merited the immediate attention of the CO. I like baggage. Which kind? Mostly the skeletons in the closet variety. Hmm. Well, I can't fault you for having questions. I take it you already know that I used to be the captain of the Excelsior. So I've read. Then you punched Admiral Parker in the chin 
got thrown out of Starfleet and spent some years chasing space myths in your own private Starliner. And you were reinstated four days ago by special permission of Admiral Parker. Sounds like you're all studied up. So what did you want to know? Just one thing. What are you doing here? Backing Starfleet. Back on my ship. That's direct. To the point. I like it. Partly, Dovan, I'm here to redeem myself. I was on this ship when I was forced into retire... No, damn it, now I sound like my damn therapist. I disgraced myself on this ship, punched the light out of an admiral because I thought he had it in for me. (laughs) But, I admit, mostly I'm here because I understand there's a job opening on your bridge. Which job is that? The one that comes with the office on deck one. I'm afraid that position's been filled. Really? By whom? Me, Commander. Oh, oh! I I just assumed you were just keeping the seat warm. A temporary assignment, I mean, no offense intended. It's just your level of experience led me... None taken, Commander. Let me help you with your bags. And maybe on the way you can tell me all about the old days on the Excelsior. I understand, for instance, that you were intimately involved in the resolution of the Radovin crisis. Actually, Dovin, much as I would love to bore you to death with the complete genealogy of the House of Dunavo, could you tell me something about the Excelsior's new mission? I heard you moved up the launch window this morning. Right. I don't think the Excelsior needs another week to get underway. We slipped the surly bonds of space dock tonight at 1800. That's not just Wanderlust, is it? No. No, it's not. All right, Major. Fire it up. We're going home. Sir. Yes, sir. Now, let's get you settled in the rear compartment. We can talk there. Right. Nice shuttle, but they didn't have this model when I was captain. New this year. Just set your bags down anywhere you like. It's not a long ride back to Excelsior. You were saying about the mission? Yes. Our mission... What? Sharing this knowledge is dangerous. I'm not afraid of it. Not dangerous to you. Dangerous to us. But then I guess you're one of us now. Which means you're part of this. Like it or not. All right, Underwood. I'll be honest. The Excelsior has had a rough time. We lost a lot of good people on a planet called Valandria. Some in battle, some from a plague. And as you are apparently aware, one of the dead was Captain Cortez. Then last week, a man from Starfleet Intelligence named General Brahms killed a few more officers before we brought him to justice. 
We've also discovered that ten weeks ago the Excelsior went on a secret mission. A lot of people died there, too. Captain Cortez was on that mission, and for reasons that aren't clear to us, at some point she shot the captain dead and seized command of the Excelsior. In short, the Excelsior has been hemorrhaging lives ever since she came out of mothballs. And as it turns out, all of those deaths, Valandria, the Brahms murders, the secret mission, they all happened in order to protect a military secret. Captain Cortez called it the Anbar. Brahms called it the Sword of Damocles. Whatever it is, hundreds of people have died so intelligence could protect it, and we have no reason to believe they're finished. Those code names, do you have any idea what they mean? None. And that's our mission. The Excelsior's crew is not going to be the plaything of General Brahms's people anymore. We're going on the offensive against the Sword of Damocles, whatever or wherever it is. We're gonna find out what this is, and then we're gonna put a stop to it. You'd better have something more than a codename if you want to pull that off. We do. On her deathbed, Captain Cortez gave me a few clues. Clues she wanted me to follow up. She said it was vital. I believe her. I spent this week looking for more information. I finished this morning. Now we're leaving. Huh. I'll bet that wreaked hell on the Starbase's departure schedule. Well, <clears throat> it will as soon as I get Admiral Parker's launch authorization. What? You're launching in ten hours and you don't have permission yet? Admiral Parker and I haven't seen eye to eye on this. We'll get it squared away before launch time, I'm sure. One way or another. Dovin, don't do anything. Pardon? Don't do anything what? Just don't do anything to make my ship look bad, Dovin. My ship, Commander. And you can call me Sir. I'm fine with Captain, too, but no more of this Dovan. You really don't want me on the Excelsior, do you? Honestly, I haven't made up my mind yet. Well, make yourself comfortable. We'll be arriving in a few minutes. Do you need anything else? Not just now, Dovin. Hmm. Keep ignoring Admiral Parker and you'll end up like me, Dovin. But then, I think that's the plan. Admiral Parker brought me back to Starfleet for a reason. I think he has made his mind up about you. I think I'm getting your chair. Major! Sir? Thanks for the ride back to Space Dock. On New Year's Day, no less. Sir, of course, sir. I don't think we've been formally introduced. I'm Commander Dovan, of course. Congratulations on your promotion to the head of the Excelsior Marine Detachment. They're gonna need a steady hand at the con to recover from their losses at Valandria. Sir, they're good men. They deserve the best. And they're going to get it, sir. I expect no less. Now, um, this may sound a bit odd, but who exactly are you? 
Sir, I'm a Starfleet Marine with the rank of Major. I've sworn my life to the defence of crew and country, and I will do anything to ensure your safety, sir. I meant your name, Major. Sir, you asked me who I am, sir. All right, then. I guess I'll call you Major. Sir, yes, sir. Right. Sir, incoming transmission from Admiral... I've got it. Sir? Admiral Parker, what can I do for you, sir? Commander Dovan, I heard a rumor just now that you're planning to launch the Excelsior tonight. For once, Admiral, the rumor mill is right on target. I await your authorization codes. Dovan, we've been over this. And we're about to go over it again. The Sword of Damocles is our concern, Commander, not yours. We have your report and all the details we need to assign. Yeah, I've been thinking about that, Admiral. I checked the task force bulletins last night. Turns out every ship in our jurisdiction is occupied right now. So may I ask which particular starship has been assigned to our mission? I'm afraid I'm not at liberty to discuss that. Has another starship been assigned? I'm not able to discuss that either. I see. Admiral, with all due respect, even discounting the importance Captain Cortez placed on this mission and the urgency with which she passed it on to me, I have the safety of my own crew to think about, and you're throwing up stone walls just because, well, I don't even know why. No stone walls, Commander. I'm just allocating the task force's resources. Right. Yeah, I've heard that one before, and it still hasn't convinced either one of us. Look, sir, if there's anything about the Anbar that you haven't told me, I... Commander, you will not discuss the Anbar on an open channel. Then where can you discuss it? I'll get back to you, Commander. I need to find room in my schedule for a face-to-face conference. I look forward to the opportunity, sir. I'll talk to you later, Commander. Parker out. Uh, Sir? Nothing, Major. Just Admiral issues. Let's go home. Star Trek Excelsior is proud to present... Season 3. The Sword of Damocles. Starring Larry Phelan. Commander Elkar Dovan. Samuel Gillis as Lieutenant Alex Lorok. Kennedy as Lieutenant Commander Neva. And Caitlin Haney as Lieutenant Asuka Yubari. Episode 1 Every Good Captain Has Admiral Issues. Sir, final approach to the Excelsior, sir. Roger that. Mr. Underwood, come on up here. You might want to take a look at this. My god, the ship, she's, she's beautiful. Yes, yes she is. Part of me wonders, does she still remember? 
I don't think she ever forgets. I almost hope you're wrong. Almost, but not quite. No, not quite. Summit LSO 3041, final approach. Call the ball. 3041, steady on course, 0.75 Kia. Call the ball. 1-1 flyer ball 57. Roger ball. Clear the deck. Clear the deck. Shuttle inbound. Decompression alert. Clear the deck. Nice landing, Major. Sir, thank you, sir. I'm going to grab my bags. Uh, Find my quarters, then. I assume you know the way. That would be an understatement. All right, then. Scram. Er, dismissed. Whatever. Hello! That's me! You know, I'm terrible with faces, but I think you must be new here. I am. Your new Chief of Operations, Lieutenant Commander Neva, reporting for duty. Oh, good. I'd hate to think I'd forgotten a green crew member. Walk with me. I didn't know there were any Orion women in Starfleet at the moment. I've been in the fleet since I was 19, sir, so I wouldn't call it a new development. It's a big fleet, Commander. It's hard enough just keeping track of the pink skins. How does that work, exactly? Orion women produce the most powerful natural pheromones in the known galaxy. Even the Deltans look up to you. I have to imagine all those chemicals would make it, uh, difficult to do your job. (sighs) I'm prescribed pheromone suppressants. They're regulation. There are many things that make working with men difficult, but chemicals aren't one of them. You have a problem with men, Commander? Because I hate to break it to you, but we're about 50% male here on the Excelsior. 52% actually, and 44% female, according to your latest operations report. I'm impressed. The question stands. With all due respect, sir, I've never had a male CO I didn't hate. Their fault or yours? I wouldn't be a lieutenant commander right now if I weren't an excellent officer. Theirs. And how am I looking to you so far? Speak freely. Speaking freely? I suspect that when you start acting like your personnel file, you'll join that club. What? The medals don't look good to you? Have I mentioned how big a fan I am of the Starfleet Code of Conduct? Well, I guess somebody has to be. I think that tells me what I need to know, sir. Welcome aboard, Commander. Now that we've got the social niceties out of the way, I'd like to hear your report. Starting with the department head's report, sir, or the quartermaster's inventory? Hmm. Let's skip to the executive summary. Are we going to launch on time? 
That depends, sir, on ten dozen different variables that might... Best guess, Commander. Eighteen hundred hours. We may be ready by then. Good. Do your best. It's all I can ask. Have we gotten the Hellfire torpedoes offloaded yet? Most, sir, but we still have... Forty-seven left on board? Huh. I need you to reassign those teams. Sir, we're under legal obligation. I know about the treaty, Commander. And nobody wants to get rid of our Hellfire torpedoes more than I do. Damn things are weapons of mass destruction. We're a ship of peace, and no ship of peace should carry the firepower to glass a planet three times over. But I need those men right now for a special assignment, which makes this an order. We'll get to the rest of the Hellfires as soon as we can. Can I at least ask what you'll be assigning those teams? No, Commander Neva, I'm sorry. You'll have them report directly to me in 30 minutes. That is all. Well, I do love a challenge. Then you're going to fit in very well around here. Speaking of challenges, I do have one other thing for you. Go ahead. I need you to requisition a flux chiller for the warp nacelles by dinner time. Stow it in the ion pod. A flux chiller, sir? Those haven't been in general use in more than 50 years. I know, but I'd like to have one on board just in case. A flux chiller could save the ship if, say, the plasma safeties failed. Rock beats scissors, paper beats rock, flux chiller beats plasma cascade. Sir, in order for that to happen, no fewer than seven redundant safety interlocks would have to fail almost simultaneously. The odds against that... Yours not to reason why, Commander. Yours just to do and die. This is also an order. Again, welcome aboard this starship Excelsior, Commander. I hope you find your time here surprising. That would be a nice change, sir. Dismissed. Sir? Shuttle inbound. Decompression alert. Deck one. Lorak, this is Dovan. Are we still on time for the launch tonight? Morning, Captain. Bet your spots are on time, sir. Launch shims are starting to shape up. We should have a green light for you by mid-afternoon. Although, the Hellfire torpedoes are giving us, well, a hell of a time, sir, if you'll excuse the pun. Excuse them? Lieutenant, I positively encourage them. But the Hellfires are no longer a priority. Sir? Yeah, I know. I'll explain later. I'm grateful to have them out of my hair. What do you think of Neva? I'm afraid our relationship so far is a lot like the relationship I already have with Yubari and Adao. You said something stupid, didn't you? I don't think so, but I have to admit, I'm starting to feel like a chauvinist around here. You get along well enough with Dr. Sharp. Thanks for the vote of confidence, Alex. Anytime. News from Parker. Oh, what's he want? Still trying to reassign us. Today I found out he's not actually planning to send anyone in our place. What? Leave the Anbar and the Sword of Damocles out there? Letting good men and women die whenever someone falls afoul of Bronze's people? That seems to be the plan. It's a bad plan. I know. Is he at least giving us launch clearance? Not yet. <sighs> Are you calling to have me schedule the launch for next week after all? No. I'm asking if you'd like to bet on it. Bet on what? One bottle of brandy says I get us around the red tape, and we leave space dock on schedule. You want to circumvent a fresh wall of Admiral's tape in less than 12 hours? <laughs> You're on, sir. Absolutely. Excellent. No better motivation than a 
bet with my first mate. Thank you, Lieutenant. Dovan out. Chief, I'm alright. I don't need your- Look, you've got the calibration sensors off by a dozen microns. If- Great. Now look what you- You just shifted my baseline without asking me first. Of course- Look, Simon. If you want to succeed on the Excelsior, you're going to have to- What's that smell? Chief Adal, a word. I don't know what I'm going to do with Westlake there, sir. He doesn't have the training for this job, and we're an active engineering department, not a charity school. Simon Westlake is new, but he's not stupid. You, on the other hand- Speaking of newbies, I think Ensign Hermes needs a few remedial classes. He's been making elementary mistakes all week. I hope he's good at decryption, because he's been useless down here. Felipe Hermes is one of my favorite newbies. If the mistakes you mean are the same kind you caused for Mr. Westley- I mean, I mean this morning, I had to walk Hermes through the magnetic cold start sequence myself. He couldn't remember how it started. So instead of giving him a hint to start him off, you- Or how it ended. Look, Chief, let me put this in delicately. How much of this is instant Hermes and how much of it is your own control issues? What kind of question is that? Whatever control issues I have, don't get in the way of- I'm certain you feel that way, Chief, but look- with me now doubling as the first officer, I know you're under a lot more pressure here in engineering as my number two than anything you're used to. It makes sense that you'd push for everything in here to be perfect, even when- Sir, that's not what's happening here. Alright, calm down, Adal. Alright, let's- Ensign Hermes, front and center. Sir. Pop quiz, Felipe. Give me the current status of the warp engines, full summary. Right, sir. Uh, no peeking. I know, sir. Um, intermix ratio at 0 0.8 and rising, uh, magnetic constrictor coils locked in the first through eight rings, except for the fifth. There's a D-ring Good enough, it's. What's the measure of the dilithium fracture? 2.8, sir. Uh, uh, nanometers, sir. That all check out? Well, yes, but it's not what I- Thank you, Hermes. That'll do. Back to work. <sighs> Thank you, sir. Trust me on this one. I don't trust officers. All right. Then take a look at these two pits. Either way, you're leaving Hermes where he is. I have to go check in with Tikal and Harkless. They're decoding the encrypted sections of the Excelsior Log Recorder, trying to get a few more details on the secret mission ten weeks ago, and I heard they made some progress they'd like me to see before. Dovan to Lorak. Drop whatever you're doing and meet me on deck two. <sighs> or not. Lorak here, sir. Can this wait? Admiral Parker's able to meet us early. He's beaming over now. I understand. I'll be right up. Lorak out. <sighs> well, I guess Mr. Harkless's report will have to wait. Isn't Aramis supposed to be relieving Harkless on log recorder duty right now? Hey, Dal. I'm not joking, sir. Here's the manifest you signed this morning. Oh, I guess you win this one, Chief. Hermes. Sir. Get down to the log recorder and relieve Harkless. Tell him I'll be by to hear his report in a little while. I'll see you later, Adal. And go a little easier on them. You want me to go easy, or do you want this ship to launch on schedule? Bugger. Admiral? Admiral. Mr. Dovan. I don't recall inviting your first officer. 
And I don't recall inviting my diplomat. Underwood, what are you doing here? I was just telling the Admiral Lieutenant I... Commander Underwood was just expressing some concerns to me about your attitude towards my orders. What sort of concerns, Underwood? Only that. It would seem, Mr. Dovan, that you've chosen to keep your ship on a launch footing, as if you were leaving Space Dock tonight instead of next week. You denied my request for immediate departure, sir. You gave me no order to stop preparing for departure, Admiral. No explicit order, but my intentions were clear. Intentions wouldn't convict me in a court-martial. Unfortunately, Commander, if you continue treating my orders as suggestions, that is precisely where we are going to end up. Your orders make it impossible for me to protect my crew. Oh, come on, Dovan. We all know the Excelsior's safe as long as she's in a space dock. Or it's going after this armbar thing that puts you in danger. That's not true, Commander. You weren't here. You weren't here when Amara was murdered. You weren't here when there were kidnappings and mind control, firefights in the corridors and bombs going off in the shield grid. I have a friend named Alex Roll. He's gone. I don't know where. I don't know if I'll ever see him again. I don't know if he's alive or dead, but he paid for General Brahms' sins. He may still pay the ultimate price. And if we don't use his sacrifice to purchase our freedom from Brahms, our freedom from the Sword of Damocles, whatever it is, then it was for nothing. We need to do this mission, whatever the risks, for them and for us. Sorry, sirs. Don't worry about it, Alex. Commendably impassioned, Lieutenant Lorak. I will now speak with Commander Dovan alone. Sir. Sir. Underwood, when did Mr. Fisticuffs turn into a walk-in rule book? Two years chasing ghosts in the Star Desert while somebody else gets your chair on the Excelsior. Well, it's a sort of penance, I suppose. I've gotten a second chance, Dovan. I intend to use it. Right. I knew this assignment was no accident, but I never guessed he was your spy. Officially, he isn't. All I've done is approved his two-year-old request for reinstatement and given him a posting here. If anything, I've encouraged him not to pursue higher rank. But you knew how he'd react to being posted back here to his old ship. Of course Commander Underwood wants your seat back, more than life itself. And if you do anything that gives him an excuse to take it from you, he will. And if I don't give him an excuse? Then Mr. Underwood is going to be very frustrated indeed. Pardon my frankness, but that's pretty damn cynical, Admiral. Cynical? Commander, you did fantastic work here last week. I was very pleased with the apprehension of Isaac Brahms. And for that reason, I did not stand in the way of your extremely irregular promotion by Captain Cortez at her deathbed. But I am not an idiot, Commander. 
your record is one of the most heavily reprimanded in Starfleet. You're insubordinate and self-righteous. Now, those qualities have made some great Starfleet captains. I'm very optimistic about your future, Commander. But not this time. This time, I need you to follow my orders. Commander Underwood is my guarantee that you will. You put me in an impossible position, Admiral. I don't really want this job, but as long as I'm in it, my first duty is to my crew, not to my orders. I understand, Commander. I'm not a nice man. Polite. Not nice. But I like to think that I'm at least a just man. And you have the right to a guarantee. So, I'll give it to you, Mr. Dovan. Based on what I've learned from interrogating General Brahms this week, I give you my word that as long as you are in space dock, no harm will come to your crew or your vessel. And I give you my word that if you leave General Brahms and the Sword of Damocles behind, if you leave it to us, it will never trouble you or your crew again. Is that enough for you? What about Captain Cortez's orders? Captain Cortez was wrong. I don't know why she told you to go after the Anbar. She was wrong. All right, Admiral. You have a deal. Dovan, Tomorak! Dovan, Tomorak! Dovan to bridge. Report. Ubari here, sir. Explosion on deck 16 near the housing for the log recorder. Cause unknown. Damage! Minor, sir, but the log recorder is gone. And we've lost Ensign Takala's life sign. No! I'm sorry, sir. Biosensors show that Ensign Hermes is still alive, but just barely, and he's under 2,000 kilos of rubble. Emergency teams are converging, but... I understand. Meet me down there, Lieutenant. I have a feeling we're going to be needing your services again. Dovan out. Commander, I... Shut up, Admiral. And get off my ship. Emez! Takala! Harkless, help me get this wreckage off of them. Sir, the fire! Ow! You're right. The debris is too hot to lift. Why hasn't the fire suppression system kicked in yet? I don't know. Could be the EPS conduit got knocked out in the explosion. If that were the case, there'd be a whole lot less deck and a whole lot more hard vacuum where you're standing, Harkless. Let's check the power grid any... Ow! Sir, it's too hot there. Maybe we should... No, I've got it. You're... Ow! You were right, Harkless. It's... The EPS conduit is fine, but the capillaries were burned out with this whole bulkhead. Attempting to bypass... Got it. And the force field snap into place and starve the fire of oxygen. Brilliant. Doesn't help my hands, but... Now, Harkless, let's move this rubble. Lorak to damage control teams, where are you? But, sir, your your hands! Nothing a dermal regenerator won't fix. Come on. Takala and Hermes may need our help. Damage control team on your six, Lorak. Mitchells, hoses, Thalen, anti-grabs, let's go, people! Activating hoses, sir! Anti-grabs!
Hermes. Ensign. Unconscious. Looks like he's got a broken leg. Medkit? Medkit. Wait, what about Takala? She's still under there. Didn't you get word from the bridge? No. Takala's dead, boss. So's Hermes if we can't stabilize his vitals. Let me have a go of it. I might- That won't be necessary, Alex. Doctor, thank God. Less thinking, more getting out of my way. Oh no. What is it, Doctor? Mike, load this man on a stretcher. Quick. Right away, Melissa. What about Takala? Is she confirmed? Confirmed dead. We read no life signs here. It'll be a few minutes before we can dig down to the body to be sure. Right. All right. Hermes can't wait for treatment. I'm going to take him down to sickbay. If you find Takala and she is alive, let me know immediately. Understood? Perfectly, Doctor. What about Hermes? Is he going to be all right? No, he's not. His injuries are too severe. He'll be dead before we even reach sickbay. Then why? Because I am a fighter, Alex. All right. Let's get Felipe out of here and onto a biobed. We don't have much time, so run. Doctor, are they- No time to talk. Sorry. Lorak, what have we learned about the explosives so far? Explosives, sir? Is that what calls this? Sir, was this deliberate? It's a suspicion. So the answer to my question is, not much. We've been busy trying to get Ensign Hermes to sickbase, sir. You made the right decision. And Ensign Takala? The entire damage control team is looking for her. Alright. Then that's the best we can do for the moment. How about the three of us take a look at this log recorder, then? Or what's left of it? I need to know everything there is to know about this bomb, in case there's another one somewhere else on my ship. Why are you so sure this was a bombing, Captain? Because it was a bombing, Lieutenant. Look at my tricorder. Traces of triphosphorus selenium. The artificial compound that General Brahms' people always put in their bombs. Damn. I thought this was over. It's Brahms. It's never over. For a short time today, I lost sight of that. We can't escape this. Now this is interesting. What have you found? I was wondering how a bomb could damage one of these log recorders. No matter how big a bomb you're using, the surfaces of these things are made from solid neutronium. They've been known to take a direct hit from a photon torpedo and survive intact. So how did they do it? What I can tell from the blast pattern, somebody got the bomb inside the casing. How is that possible? We only opened it for the first time yesterday, and we've had at least two, if not three, engineers on shift in front of it at all times since then. I assume one of them would have noticed a terrorist sticking a bomb in the casing. I'll check the security logs. And I'll check with the other engineers assigned to the log recorder to see if they noticed anything out of the ordinary. Barack, I'll need your help later with the forensics investigation. Of course. You'll have to put that on hold until after the mission yes. briefing. The mission briefing? Sir, I assume that after this... Whoever did this, they hit the log recorder. Only the log recorder. That means there was something on there that they didn't want us to find. And that makes it all the more important that we start this mission. We launch today. 
or else I'm on a bottle of Saurian brandy. Sir, does this mean that we finally got launch authorization? No. But after this... What if he doesn't? What, after two bombings in his space dock? He has to give us permission to investigate. I wouldn't be sure of that. What? Sir, if he doesn't give us those codes... I might be able to write a computer virus to sabotage space doors. I could upload it. In intelligence, we learned ways of harmlessly neutralizing Starfleet security officers. Sabotage? Well, that's a pretty strong word. Absolutely not. Even if Underwood weren't watching all three of us waiting for a mistake, I'm not going to allow anyone on this crew to risk their careers or their lives, Yubari, by trying to... to steal the Excelsior. This is my responsibility. Let me handle it. I said. Yubari? Just don't let us down. I found her! No life signs. And no pulse. Brahms 3, good guys 0. Excuse me, I have to make a call. No, I'm sorry, Commander. I like you, but I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to Admiral Parker. Commander, the Admiral is very busy right now. I'll just bet he is. What exactly are you implying, Commander? I need to talk to the Admiral, Commander. I'll put you through. Ms. Masterson, I left orders that I not be... Commander Dovan! Admiral, where are you right now? An undisclosed location. With Brahms? Yes. Has he told you why he did it? This is going to sound far-fetched, Commander. But Brahms didn't do it. Ah. So the bomb materials we scraped off Ensign Takala's corpse were just a coincidence. Dovan, I give you my word as an- Your word's not worth very much right now, Admiral. Let me undock. I can't. Then you're not leaving me with much choice. Somebody has to investigate this. And we are. No, not you, Admiral. I can't trust you anymore. Then who? I was thinking the Fourth Estate. The press? You take the sword of Damocles public? Can't you see? Captain Cortez was right. Brahms is trying to keep us in space dock where he can get to us. And he's filling you up with lies so you'll help him. If my crew won't be protected by Starfleet, I'll take my chances with the public. Commander, I understand why you think what you do, but it's wrong. You're not correct to trust Cortez. And you are getting very, very dangerously close to a line that, if you cross it, there's no coming back. I don't want give your chair to Underwood. But I cannot allow this information to go to the press. I'll meet you tomorrow at birth 9, airlock 1. 
We're going to go down to see Brahms together. I'll see that you learn everything I know. Then you'll understand the position I'm in. Until then, I have no choice but to place the Excelsior under General Order 21. A communications blackout. All incoming and outgoing communications from your vessel are prohibited under all circumstances. The Starbase will use an electromagnetic pulse to automatically jam any attempt to communicate with your vessel. This order will remain in effect until 0800 tomorrow and cannot be otherwise revoked except by entering my personal command codes into the Excelsior mainframe. Is that clear? Yes, I think that's quite clear. In fact, this communications blackout is so clear to me that I'll be ending this transmission now. Dovan! What's that phrase we're all like to say? Oh, right. Wheels within wheels within wheels. How apt. Shame I won't be getting to see Brahms tomorrow. So yeah, I'm certainly attracted to the Excelsior's mission. Deep space, far side of the galaxy, good stuff. But I've got to say, what really excites me is this particular part of the frontier where we operate. How do you mean? Well, that mission to Valandria you went on. According to rumour, according to legend, that mission took you closer to the border of Scion space than any other expedition in Starfleet history. Scions? I'm not familiar with that species. The Scions of the Stars. The old space boomer legend. A race of powerful beings that supposedly lived before the dawn of recorded history. The usual story, ruled an empire, moved star systems, built time-traveling donuts, left behind advanced technology and glowing boxes, and above all, mysteriously vanished a long, long time ago. Yeah, that's them. I hope they're not completely legendary. I spent two years in a retrofitted garbage scow searching for evidence of them. The scientific evidence suggests that some of the Scions evolved into a race of energy beings, and the rest left the galaxy. That they had almost magical power over matter and energy, which gave them the means to survive in the galactic void. Sure, if you can call Cartier's study evidence. I don't think... I understand, Laura. And if we ever see Mr. Rawl alive again, I'll be sure to bring it up with him. (sighs) Well, I guess all I can do is hope we get the chance. Good afternoon. I'd like to keep this briefing, well, brief. You're all caught up on the events of the past month? Good. In case you missed some of the details, I'll recap the essentials for you now. Captain Cortez was the good guy. Brahms is the bad guy. They were after the Anbar, and or sort of Damocles, pick your code name, And that's our job now. Mainly mine. And, uh, don't trust Underwood. Hey! Can't go crying to Admiral Parker now, Underwood. I just got us put under a communications blackout. General Order 21? That very one. Serious business. Right. Before she died, Captain Cortez gave me three clues to pursue. A code name, a set of coordinates, and a person. The first I've already mentioned, it's the Anbar. 
Until this morning, that name was a complete enigma to us. But I did some searching in the Starfleet database, and after putting aside about two million references to a tumultuous province on Old Earth, I found this. Ladies and gentlemen, the SS Anbar. Wow, I haven't seen a ship like that in a long time. She's a Class Three Neutronic Fuel Carrier. They haven't built these in over a century. A Class Three? Well, isn't that the same kind of ship as... As the Kobayashi Maru? Yes. Ominous. Yes. Even more ominous, as it turns out, the Anbar's captain, one Christopher Cox, is a distant relative of Captain Cortez. Small galaxy. Indeed. But here's the interesting part. Almost 80 years ago, during a routine cargo run between Teller and Deneb Four, the Anbar disappeared without a trace. No evidence or explanation has ever been found. Which brings us to the coordinates Captain Cortez gave me. I can only assume they point us to the current location of the Anbar, or whatever's left of it. How she learned this I can only imagine. We'll be heading directly there on a course which will take us past Valandria into the Hesperus Sector. That's pretty close to the Galactic Barrier. We'll be about three days' travel from the barrier, in fact. So this trip is going to take us to the extreme far edge of the galaxy, about three weeks from the Gateway. Once we get there, we're going to find out what the Sword of Damocles is. We're going to find out how the Anbar got all the way out there, what Starfleet intelligence found on board, and why Captain Cortez killed her captain. We're going to find out why Brahms keeps killing our crew. And we're going to find out what Dexter Remick has to do with any of it. I haven't mentioned Dexter Remick yet, have I? Sir? No, you haven't, sir. The name Captain Cortez gave me along with the Anbar and her coordinates. The name was Dexter Remick. The first thing I tried to do, of course, was call him. Unfortunately, he's been dead for 19 years. This is from the Starfleet Inspector General's archive. The middle-aged man in the front row with the sadly receding hairline? That's Lieutenant Commander Dexter Remick. Everybody say hi to Dexter. Hi, Dexter. Thank you, Alex. My pleasure, sir. This picture was taken about two weeks before Mr. Remick died. According to official records, he was suddenly hospitalized for an undiagnosed heart condition. That's a little odd, of course, but not unheard of. Slightly stranger is the fact that his heart attack took place on the same day that a large number of officers at Starfleet Command, including three admirals and a captain, were also hospitalized for undiagnosed heart problems. Remick and Captain Scott died. The others all recovered. That's suspicious. But it's all we know. I have no idea how this ties into the story of the Anbar, but I presume we'll find that out when we get there. Questions? Sir, what is General Brahms' take on all this, sir? Other than killing innocent people over it, I wish I knew. Questions I can answer... You've been explicitly forbidden from going on this mission, Dovin. What are you doing telling them all this? Questions I can answer without getting court-martialed. Is our bet still on, sir? Double or nothing? You're on. We launch in two hours. 
dismissed. One moment, Neva. Sir? That flux chiller I asked for, did you manage to get it on board before the communications blackout started? Do you have any idea how hard it is to find a 50-year-old spare part in one afternoon at a starbase at the edge of Federation space? You weren't able to get one. No, I got it. I just wanted you to know that you have been assigned the best damn chief of operations in the Quadrant, sir. More than I deserve, Commander. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to deal with a problem in the warp nacelles if we're going to launch on time. Dismissed. Sir? You're sure you didn't notice anything unusual? I'm pretty sure, Alex. I ain't worked one shift on the log recorder, and that was three days ago. The bomb was probably planted after that. Still, I have to check. Was there anything unusual in the decryption process? Any computer slowdowns? Power losses? Strangely inaccessible circuits? You mean other than the fact the whole thing we were trying to get at was encrypted six ways from Sunday? Well, yes. Aside from that, no. There was nothing at all unusual. And you were at your post the entire shift? Of course! I love this job. The only time I left was for my 15 minute break at Midsif, and Chief Emerus was there to cover for me. Alright. Thanks a lot for your time, Simon. You're the boss. I'm a teenage civilian with a mental condition that's miraculously gone into remission. I count myself lucky to be allowed in here. Everyone deserves the chance to be the person they want to be. I'll see you later, Simon. Boss? Hey, Lieutenant Lorak. Hey, Dow. What is it? Find anything yet? Nope. I think I know why. Really? Well, let's hear your theory. You've got all the engineers trying to think of some stranger who snuck in and attached the bomb when nobody was looking. Right. They're never going to find anybody, then, if the person who planted the bomb was one of our engineers. What? No, Adao, I don't think we're going there. It didn't have to be a willing bomber. It could have been someone under outside control, like Alex Roll was. Unfortunately, you have a point. Any suspects? I did some digging. I found out that one of our engineers spent a year in Starfleet Intelligence. I also found out that... According to his official file, he was assigned to the USS Enterprise for two years before he transferred to the Excelsior. But I called their chief engineer. You called Geordi the Forge? Yeah, that sounds right, whatever. And he said that he'd never heard of this guy of ours, which means... Which means we don't know where or what this engineer was ten weeks ago. Which makes him a prime suspect. Who is it? Oh, that's the best part, sir. Doctor? I mean, Melissa. Are you busy? Alcar? How was the staff briefing? A lot like the one we had before Valandria. Just with a completely different senior staff this time. Sorry, I missed it. Felipe here was keeping me busy. How is the ensign? Well, he's alive, but I found something you should see. There are a lot of things I need to see. Foremost among them is Ensign Hermes's name not showing up on a casualty list. Well, that's just it, sir. By all rights, you should be writing a letter of condolence to his family right now. His injuries were... profound. He was closer to the bomb than Ensign Takala, and more debris piled on him afterwards. 
She died instantly, and she was a Vulcan. Hermes is not only going to live, but he's going to make a full recovery, perhaps even within a few days. Then we're lucky, Doctor. No need to look a gift horse in the- Sir, there isn't a miracle on the books that could account for this. Not since Lazarus, at any rate. I'm at a complete loss to explain it. Or at least, I was. And then, one of the nurses found this. Look, there. On his neck. Jehoshaphat, what is that? I can't tell you anything more than what your eyes are showing you. It's bluish-brown, it's pointy, it's maybe three centimeters long. And it's wriggling. It's obviously a part of some larger mass underneath the skin, but we've been too busy keeping Hermes alive to scan it yet. What is it? Like a... like a gill? Well, it's not a tumor, it's not a burn, and it's not a cyst. It could be some kind of symbiont, in which case gill fits as well as anything. There's nothing in the medical database that even remotely resembles it. It's slimy, almost. Like when butter melts on your fingers and you can't get rid of that slick feeling until you wash your hands. But I don't see that this is necessarily a bad thing. Are you suggesting this is why Hermes survived the explosion? It's all I can think of, yes. It must be aiding his body's healing mechanisms in some way. But that doesn't mean it's a good thing. I have no idea what it is, and I have no idea what else it could be doing to him. If he contracted it on another planet, it may even be contagious. Either way, when Felipe wakes up, we're going to be spending a lot of quality time together until we figure it out. I approve completely, but I don't want you to jeopardize his recovery by removing or tampering with this blue gill. I agree. Good. Well then, Doctor, I'll be on my way. Now you've done some good work today, magical neckfish or not. Ensign Hermes wouldn't have survived this morning without a rare skill at the laser scalpel. You have my thanks. And Mr. Lorox, too. He was holding vigil outside, waiting for news until I made him get back to work. I'm glad you did, sir. Otherwise we might never have figured out who planted the bomb. Thanks to me, I might add. Shut up, Adal. Do you have a suspect? Actually, once we knew where to look, we found proof. Right quick, sir. I checked the security logs backwards and forwards and couldn't find any evidence of any outside force tampering with the log recorder. No intruders, no unidentified personnel, no transporter activity. The logs were damaged. That was my assumption, too. But then Adow and Lorak came to me with their theory. My theory. Shut up, Adow. And, once I knew to watch the engineers themselves... What? An engineer, sir. One of ours. Are you saying we have a spy at large on board the Excelsior? Was at large, yes. What do you mean? Security cameras captured a time-coded image and DNA scan of the engineer who planted the bomb. There's no doubt. Give me a name, Lieutenant. It was Ensign Philippe Hermes. Doctor, the neck fish. What? You want me to believe that Philippe planted the bomb that almost killed him? Doctor, the fish Stick! A suicide bombing wouldn't be out of the question if Hermes were under some kind of outside control. Melissa! The Blue Gill! Oh my god. A little present from Starfleet Intelligence, no doubt. Get Hermes in quarantine and find out what that thing is. Yes, sir. The rest of you, to your posts. Sir? We're getting out of here now. Aye. Yes, sir.
Adal, earlier today, when you wanted to take Hermes off warp duty, you were right about him. I'm sorry. I should have listened. You're an officer. Officers only hear what they expect Ow. to- Sorry, my hands are still a little tender from the burns. You were saying- Never mind. Apology accepted, sir. Do we have launch clearance yet? No, we're still under communications blackout. Sir, I don't think Parker's going to give you clearance. What have you said to him? Patience, Lorak. We still have four minutes before I lose that bet. Hail the Starbase. Can't, sir. All outbound communications are still being jammed. All right, then. Bridge to engineering. Adal, begin impulse engine main startup sequence. Initialize warp chamber. Sir, Neva's right. We don't have authorization to undock, and we can't get through those space doors unless Parker opens them. I know, but there's no regulation that says we can't power up our own engines. The Admiral still has a few minutes to see the light. Proceed with power up, Adal. On it, Captain. Initializing plasma feed. Try raising the starbase again. Still nothing. Captain, the plasma cycle. Number one safety interlock just failed. Correction number two and three. Get them back online. I can't, sir. Number four now showing red. Lorak. Lorak. I'm trying. I can't see any cause. They're just failing. Five and six are down. How many safeties are there? Seven. Number seven just failed. Oh, Maker. It's a plasma cascade. A full-blown plasma cascade. What? What does that mean? It means that in about five and a half minutes, we're going to lose antimatter containment, and this ship is going to explode. And it's going to take everything within 10,000 kilometers with it. Then get down there and fix it. Sir, I would. But there's nothing I can do. We're inside a starbase. 50,000 people work here. We can't just explode them all. You're right. Adal, this is Lorok. Give me full power to aft thrusters. Hill, all the head full. Captain? Lorok, the space doors are still closed, unless you intend to crash into them. Even with the communications blackout, startup safety sensors will detect the danger in open force. It's an automatic system. If you say so, Commander Neva, follow his orders. Aft thrusters full, take us out. All moorings cleared, sir. Thrusters at full. This cannot be happening. Seven independent safety interlocks don't just fail. They do if they're sabotaged. But who'd do that? Who'd even be able to? Brahms. It has to be. Focus, people. Lorak, can we save part of the ship? Separate the saucer section, get clear of the warp core? No point. If we can't do a saucer set fast enough, the saucer will be destroyed by the shockwave anyway. Then, if we do have to abandon ship, will there be enough time for the escape pods to escape? Easily, assuming they're all in good working order, our escape pods will only need about... ten seconds to get clear of the explosion. I'll give them twenty. Why hasn't Admiral Parker lifted the blackout yet? This is clearly an emergency. Admiral Parker's in an undisclosed location and can't be easily reached. And there's nobody else in the Starbase who can countermand it? Not being able to countermand it is the whole point of General Order 21. 
All hands report to escape pods. Prepare to abandon ship on my order. Repeat, all hands prepare to abandon ship. Neva, status of the cascade. Still more than three minutes to detonation. Time to space doors? Clearing them now. All hands stand by. Mr. Lorak, I'm not willing to give up on the Excelsior until we've tried everything. Is there nothing we can do? No, sir. Nothing. We need to abandon ship. Now. Not good enough. There's still time. Quickly. Adal, you're in on this too. Improvised equipment. Crackpot theories. Articles you read in Nacelles Monthly. The... Come on. Come on. We're trying. Look, if this happened on an older ship, say the original Excelsior, all we have to do is connect the plasma grid to a flux chiller. We don't have a flux chiller. I know that. But maybe we could find one on you. In three minutes? At least I... Wait, Lieutenant. Did you say flux chiller? A flux chiller would save the day, yes. But they're 50 years old. We don't even have the materials to improvise with. And you can't just slap one into existence with duct tape and fond hopes. Sir... I need you to requisition a flux chiller for the warp nacelles by dinner time. That flux chiller I asked for, did you manage to get it on board before the communications blackout started? Yours is not to reason why, Commander. Yours is but to do and die. Commander, what is it? Sir, we have a flux chiller on board. I loaded it myself this afternoon. What? Where? It's in the ion pod. Deck 13. Hey, Dow, get up to the ion pod. You're going to find a flux chiller there. Plug it in. A flux chiller? Bad time for jokes, Lieutenant. No joke. Go. Commander, I hate to sound ungrateful, but... Why do we just happen to have a flux chiller on board? I, I I don't... I think the only person who can answer that question is Captain... Do- Get out here. I'm in the ion pod. You weren't joking, Laura. Why do we even have this thing? Just plug it in, Adal. Just give me two... There. Got it. Flux chiller active. Oh, thank the maker. Diverting the plasma feed. All grills are open. Excess plasma is venting into space. Cascade is over, Captain. That... that shouldn't have happened. And once it did happen, we shouldn't have survived. No need to look a gift horse in the mouth, Alex. All hands, this is the Captain. Evacuation's off, folks. Return to your posts and stand down red alert. Ms. Neva, time. 1958, sir. Perfect. Two minutes to spare. Sir? Operations... Am I correct in assuming that we've received no official orders regarding our next assignment? We're under a communications blackout, sir? That wasn't my question. No, sir. Our last official set of orders authorized us to dock at Starbase 911 until, quote, such time as her commanding officer was satisfied that she was again in good repair and ready for active duty. I am so satisfied. Then, officially, sir... The Excelsior is at your discretion, but... Captain, Admiral Parker ordered us to stay here until... Actually, Exo, Admiral Parker didn't give us any orders. Formally, the only thing he did was refuse to give us launch clearance. Well, we're not in space dock anymore. So launch clearance is one thing I don't need. Commander Neva, take us through the gateway. Then set course 114, mark 388, mark 8. Best speed. The Anbar, sir. The Anbar. Sir, you didn't need to do that alone. Ubari and I... Yeah. Yeah, I did. 
course set, Captain. Captain? I could get used to that. Hit it. Venite, adorite. Ah, Underwood. I suppose I should just arrest you for sabotage right now? Probably should. Of course, it wouldn't get you anywhere, you've got no proof, and even if you did, it wouldn't get you the support of anyone on the crew except maybe Neva. I only have one question. Did you deliberately provoke the communications blackout? Or was that just a stroke of incredible good luck? It wouldn't have worked without the communications blackout, would it? Theft of a starship? That's 20 years, you know. My crew has a chance now of being safe from Brahms. That's all that matters. Hard to believe coming from you. You almost got them all killed, all on your own a few hours ago. Oh, come on, Underwood. There was never any real danger. We had the equipment we needed. It was only a matter of waiting for the senior staff to realize it. And if something had gone wrong? It didn't go wrong. There was nothing to go wrong. Why? Because rock beats scissors, paper beats rock, and flux chiller beats plasma cascade. But you can't know that! No captain has that kind of power! The captain's job is to know that. Here, read this. At 0800 hours this morning, I ordered five work crews to drop everything and report directly to me. Over Commander Neva's objections, according to this. Oh, and you got them pulled off Hellfire duty. Left 50 of the damn things on board. Good job. What did I assign them to? A level one diagnostic of the escape pods? Lorak said we needed ten seconds if all the escape pods were in working order. I made sure they were. Is this supposed to prove something? You can't talk your way out of the fact that you put your crew at risk! Quite the opposite, Underwood. To do nothing, that would have put the crew at risk. If I'd acted earlier, maybe Takala would be alive right now. I put my ship at risk. I put your ambitions at risk. I put my career at... No, never mind. I threw my career in the incinerator. But in the end, I put only one person in any danger of life, limb, or rank. Me. And if I save just one person from Brahms before I get drummed out, then it was worth it. Dismissed, Commander. Dovin? Don't worry, Underwood. I'll keep your seat warm. Then I'll see you later, Dovin. Of course, a captain might hypothetically have additional motives for sabotage. Dovan to Lorak. Lorak, yes, sir. Remember our bet? Oh, dear. Lieutenant, I expect two bottles of brandy deposited in front of my quarters by midnight. Will you join me for a drink when I crack them open? All right. I'll be there. It's a date. Dovan out. Oh, yeah. Definitely worth it.
Medical Log, Stardate 60001. Isolation protocols are in effect. I'm beginning my analysis of Ensign Felipe Hermes, and what appears to be... Well, I'll admit it. I have no idea what it is. But it's in his neck. Probably has part of his spine and his brainstem, too. We'll just start off with a straightforward brain scan, then. We're not going to do any invasive work today. In fact, we'll probably spend several sessions doing nothing but diagnostic tests. I don't want to go fiddling around inside Felipe's head with a laser scalpel without- Felipe! Felipe, are you alright? Are you waking up? In case the camera isn't catching this, subject has just entered irregular respiration, but there's no sign of any distress, and no sign he's regaining consciousness. Damn. I'm beginning- Oh my god. Something is climbing out of Felipe's mouth. It's some kind of purplish insect, four or five centimeters long. I believe this creature is the source of the bluegill. Creature has fully exited the mouth and is now resting on the chin as if getting ready to- Computer, quick! Quarantine field! Level! It's on me! It's on me! Get it off! 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 Get it body. Mmm, love that feeling. And new teeth. Always weird. Okay then, where was I? Alright. Computer. Stop recording medical log and delete this entire entry. In that episode of Star Trek Excelsior, Lieutenant Commander Joshua Underwood was played by Gareth Bally. Admiral Parker was Phil Stonhouse. The Major, Chris Bainbridge. Chief Ermans, Thomas Barnes. Crewman Adal, Carla Bandera. Simon Westlake, Lee Sands. Rachel Cortez, Elise Crowick. Alex Roll, Michael Liebman. Sharvis Shuresh, Jim Smagata. Commander Alex Masterson, Janet Green. Crewman Harkless, Stephen Haney. Starfleet Computer Voice, Caitlin Haney. Nurse Hennessy, Mike Hennessy. Special guest appearance is Excelsior Flight Controller by John Carney. Random crewman number two, Nick Broich. Random crewman number three, Keith Michaels. Narrator, Mike Hennessy. Executive producer written for audio by James Haney. Co-produced by Mike Hennessy and Alex Keyes. Post-production by Gary Colbum, Jim Smagata, Anthony Schaefer, and Mike Hennessy. Original music by Samuel Gillis. Additional credits available at StarshipExcelsior.com. Special thanks to Michael Hudson, Baxter Turnham, Wayne Peters, Emily Potter, Michael Blades, Bravo Fleet, the Excelsior role-playing game, and to the great bird himself, Gene Roddenberry. No infringement is intended against Star Trek, which remains the property of CBS Paramount Television. This has been an Excelsior production.
The Excelsior Adventure continues in May 2010 with The Sword of Damocles, Part 2, The Pursuit.